Hey there, it's Monday, November 7th, 2022, and we've got the latest information on what's happening in the cannabis industry. So get ready, because this is the M News Now. Florida's Agriculture and Consumer Services Commissioner, Nikki Freed, filed a lawsuit earlier this year against the federal government. She was suing to allow medical marijuana patients the right to buy and own firearms. Current federal law bans anyone who uses cannabis, even medical patients, from owning firearms. And they face felony charges if they lie about their marijuana use on the federal firearm application. This past week, a U.S. district judge gave a final ruling against Freed's case. Judge Alan Windsor wrote in his ruling that Florida's medical marijuana users are unlawful users of a controlled substance, so this law makes it a crime for them to possess firearms. Freed's lawsuit had argued that the federal ban requires state legal medical marijuana cardholders to choose between their health and their Second Amendment rights. The judge wrote that this federal ban is meant to keep guns from those in whose hands they could be dangerous, and he compared it to the ban on mentally ill individuals also being prevented from owning guns. He wrote that regarding both the mentally ill and medical marijuana patients, he said, both categories of people can be dangerous when armed. He continued to expound on it and reaffirmed that they are simply too dangerous to have guns. Earlier this year, Freed stated, I will never stop looking for outside-of-the-box ways we can further this fight until we achieve full and equitable legalization. Outdoor cannabis is harvested in the fall, which has been known as Croptober in the industry. And this Croptober, cultivators across the United States are reporting incredibly good harvest. This year's had exceptionally favorable outdoor growing conditions, such as limited wildfire impact, no early freezes, and warm days well into October, which have all led to optimal growing conditions across the country. Jeremy Moberg, who's a cannabis grower in Washington state, also added that this was actually one of the cleanest air quality years that we've had. And one cannabis consultant based in Boulder, Colorado, Van McConnen, said, It's been phenomenal, as good as any harvest we've had in the last 10 years. While this would normally sound delightful, cultivators and processors are concerned that the massive amount of incoming crops are pouring into an already saturated market for most states. States such as California, Colorado, Michigan, and Washington have already been dealing with extremely low wholesale prices. This new influx of less expensive outdoor-grown flour could push prices even lower in the coming months as those crops are processed and make their ways into stores. There's a little bit of relief to the issue, though, A fraction of growers in some states, like California and Colorado, have opted out of the outdoor planting this year, due to their state's already existing oversupply issues. And this has reduced some of the competition. MJ Biz Daily spoke with cultivators and industry analysts in Michigan, Colorado, California, Washington State, New Mexico, and Vermont to get the scoop on their state supply versus the Croptober harvest. In Michigan, they learned that growing conditions this year were ideal for outdoor cannabis, yet the prices are very low. One analyst said that some outdoor growers might only be getting $100 or $200 per pound wholesale. Colorado growers often have to deal with early September freezes and snowstorms in some parts of the state, while they have wildfires and hailstorms in other areas. But this year's found mostly favorable conditions throughout the state, which means good crops and a lot of supply. In July, the wholesale price for indoor cannabis flour in Colorado dropped to an all-time low of $709 per pound. That's nearly half of what it was the year prior. In California, growers have historically had to deal with a range of issues, such as drought, fires, smoke, and even an overabundance of unexpected rain, which has become problematic. 
This year, though, has overall been pretty good to outdoor farmers. Earlier this year, the average price per pound of cannabis flower in California was about $750 to $1,100 for quality big buds, and much lower at $300 to $450 for smalls. Doug Chlupek, who's the CEO and founder of Juvalife, which is a cannabis grower and a life science research company, said, The overproduction of cannabis cannot be absorbed into the legal supply chain, which has created the falling price for cannabis. He also added, The next two years are going to be survival of the fittest because people have run out of liquidity and the capital markets have dried up. In Washington state, some growers have said that for the most part, the weather this season has been pretty great, with a few challenges along the way. But as in other states, a pre-existing oversupply has meant rock-bottom wholesale prices. And because of that, there was a drastic reduction in what was planted this year. New Mexico also had a successful outdoor growing season, and a huge supply of outdoor-grown cannabis is expected. This expectation's already dropped the price of wholesale flour in the market, going from a high of $1,500 a pound earlier this year to a current $850 per pound for wholesale. One of the states that's seen some positivity, though, is Vermont. Growers there are enjoying the new recreational market strength. And since Vermont's a newbie to legal recreational cannabis, the wholesale prices there have been close to $3,000 a pound on the upper end. But due to some early rains, some growers took down their plants earlier than planned, and others fought with moisture and humidity issues. A lack of supply in the new market and these rain issues mean that there is still plenty of room for high prices. One insider said, Everyone can pretty much sell whatever they grow at this point. In a time of historic inflation, cannabis prices have tumbled due to various industry issues. According to the new Leafly Cannabis Harvest Report 2022, which was just published, adult-use cannabis farmers in the U.S. grew 550 more metric tons of cannabis in 2022 than they did the year before, and the crop's value fell by $1 billion. Earlier this year, cannabis had been the country's fifth most valuable crop. But now, due to prices, it's dropped to America's sixth largest cash crop. The Leafly Cannabis Harvest Report 2022 finds that generally, Western U.S. cannabis farmers grew too much over the last year. Meanwhile, the Midwest and Eastern farmers didn't grow enough to meet their region's demands. And while licensed farmers are still not allowed to sell across state lines, the black market does. This ends up hurting legal Western farmers and overcharges Midwest and East Coast customers. For example, residents of Illinois and Maine pay some of the highest prices for marijuana in the whole country, while customers in Colorado, Oregon, and California pay some of the lowest. New York State has a state-run social equity cannabis investment fund, which will pay for the build-out of New York's first 150 retail dispensaries, Back in June, Governor Kathy Hochul announced that part of the team to manage that would include NBA Hall of Famer Chris Weber and entrepreneur Levita Willis. New York Cannabis Insider has recently reported that these two people may actually hold significant conflicts of interest. Both Weber and Willis have strong financial ties to the major global cannabis brand Cookies, including a partnership between Weber, Willis, and Cookies U on a $50 million cannabis training facility in Detroit in addition to a deal in which Cookies Dispensaries in Michigan will carry the duo's players-only brand weed. Last month, Cookies opened its first location in New York City, which at this time is only selling branded merchandise. But once the adult-use market officially opens, Cookies is expected to enter the market and begin selling cannabis, too. 
With Weber and Willis on this management team, they're basically being tasked with raising funds for dispensaries that will end up competing with cookies, and thus their own financial interest. New York Cannabis Insider spoke to Richard Brefault, who is a professor at Columbia University Law School, and he said, I think it's a problem. He added that he couldn't say whether the business relationship is legally prohibited, but that it's still a problem. No comments have yet been made by the state representatives on this matter. That's all you need to know for today. Be sure to keep listening for the latest updates and follow us on themnewsnow.com. Later.